This is the Rising Tide Startups Podcast, where we chat with startup founders from all over the globe to help you escape the cubicle and begin your own startup journey. Make sure you take notes. Every episode of Rising Tide Startups is sponsored by Podbrand Media. Let Podbrand create and host your company-branded podcast. Learn more at podbrandmedia.com. This is Kevin Pruitt, another episode of Rising Tide Startups, and we are starting a new series at the first of 2024 that really focuses on the entire like virtual assistant, virtual services space, and have a special guest with me today, Chris McShannock. Chris, thanks for joining us on Rising Tide. You're welcome, Kevin. Thank you very much. I'm super excited for our discussion today and, and share with your listeners a little bit about the amazing work we're doing and in the virtual assistant space. So we do have a unique way of, of introducing our guests. I used to leave this a lot more open, but I had somebody do a 13-minute intro, and I had to figure out a, a oh, wow. way that we can condense this a little down. But if you and I met at a networking event, how would you introduce yourself to me? That's a great question. I would tell you that I'm, I'm blessed. You know, I have a, an amazing family, I have four children, a fantastic wife. Uh, I recently became a, grand, a grandfather, and so that's one of the huge blessings in my life. On top of that, that's for a personal, on a you know, professional set, I'm so honored to have the opportunity to lead a business, what we have here with MedVA and BizVA, my author VA, to really be able to come alongside entrepreneurs, doctors in the health uh, and in the healthcare space to really take care of the heavy lifting of staff and really resolve all of those issues that we see today with all of our clients and really small businesses. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's probably how I would introduce myself, Kevin, and just say, you know, I'm a Christian and love faith, a big faithful believer in, in blessings. And that's kind of how I, I figure my life. It's interesting that you, you've you got your brands, you know, on the kind of the, the wallpaper behind your head there. But so take us back to uh, the time where you are thinking, you know what, were you, were you needing a VA? Did you utilize a VA and, and think, wow, you know, hey, there are other people that need this as well. What What was the kind of the origin story in this space? Really, it's, it started back uh, when I initially moved from Australia to the United States back in 2000. Uh, I was with IBM Connexpat, and um, I told my mom I'd be gone for three years. Well, of course, that was 23 years going on 24 <laughs> years ago. And got it and was very involved in the asset-intensive industry at that point. So did a lot of work in that space, was successful, took a company through an IPO at a venture sale, and then got involved with Ronald McDonald House Charities. Hmm. And uh, got involved in the healthcare space at that time and realized that, you know, the struggles in the healthcare space was something that I could really lean into and provide value. And so I started a consulting company, grew that consulting company in the healthcare space, kind of through the meaningful use phase. As I was going through that, you know, one of my biggest struggles as I was growing the business is how do I find the right folks and how do I retain the right folks? And how do I ensure that I'm focused on as a leader the best work and adding the most value for my business, same time ensuring the day-to-day tasks are getting done. Uh, and so through all of that transition, I got an opportunity to meet two amazing founders of our business, Dr. Stephen Kufferman, who's an oral maxillofacial surgeon, and Dr. Omid Shea, who's a gastroenterologist. And just talking to them and understanding the pain points they have in their practices and how they can grow their business really got, got me thinking. And they had formed a company that they were trying to get going. It was called MedVA. And mm-hmm. so back in May of 2022, they asked me to come on board and lead the organization because they're both continuing to be practicing physicians. And really with the passion of one, how can they help their colleagues? Because I don't know if you, you've seen, but we're having about, about a 40% of doctors today and in the healthcare space are saying they're burnt out, 
and about three in every five nurses are saying they'll quit in the next two to three years. And so how do we support that and what can we do um, to kind of take that administrative burden off of them to allow them to do what they went to school for five, yeah. 10, 15 years, take care of patients. Uh, and we've grown that business exp- exponentially about 600% in the last year. On top of that, you know, we, we focus in the healthcare space. The next thing was, wow, this is just not a healthcare issue. This is a global business issue. Mm-hmm. And so we formed BizVA that we've been very aggressively growing at the same time. Can you think about what we've seen researchers said there's four main things that hold back your business. One, the two of the four, and one is finding the right people and two is retaining the right people. Mm-hmm. The other two are uh, technology, competition, and inflation. The answer two of those, do the heavy lifting, really help provide clients with the administrative support remotely and give them remote team members to allow them to focus on what they're doing, the dreaming and the growth of the business. And then we take care of the ministry back office. And so that's really what excites me and what's passionate about me is how I can help other entrepreneurs be able to realize their dreams. So you kind of stepped into this. It already was already created. They asked you to come and, and start this, but it sounds like to me that you, you know, you saw value quickly and you thought, Hey, there are other, other channels and verticals that we can we can do this in, right? Definitely, yeah. So I stepped in and, and realized that this was a huge opportunity, not only in the healthcare space, which we were initially focused, but also across business. And so what we've seen in leveraging our services is about an $80,000 a year savings in staffing just purely straight off the bat. But in addition to that, about a 40% productivity bump is you can get more work done for less, mm-hmm. which translates to almost a 50% profitable revenue growth clients. Mm. And so it's really become a game changer for a lot of our clients to leverage, particularly in the healthcare space as reimbursements are dropping, but also in the business space to think about what is the best work you can be doing as a leader to grow your business and what's the work that you could leverage or get a remote team member to perform on your behalf. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And it's interesting, like when I think about, you know, just generic business, you know, out there, the kind of business broad category, I can see so many, you know, easy applications for a virtual assistant. When you get into the medical space, it seems like the, the like the technical expertise and technical acumen that's required is is ramped up. How do you how are you overcoming mm. that like when you're hiring people, you know, as far as terminology is concerned, as far as just medical understanding, that type of thing, or are they doing roles that that are a little more agnostic, you know, in the support side? It's a great question, Kevin. And so we've been very intentional to attract the best and the brightest virtual assistants out of the Latin American and the Philippines market. Uh-huh. Uh, and so what we do is we tap into the universities, we tap into the healthcare system and the agencies in those countries. Mm. I will tell you on our MedVA side, about 80% of our nurses, yeah, um, because yeah. it's a huge area of opportunity for those folks and healthcare and allied health in the Philippines is such a strong growing area to the mm-hmm. point that there's about 140,000 nurses right now looking for work. In the Philippines, and so it's a in the Philippines, wow. and so it's a huge opportunity for us yep. to tap into that market. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we, when we bring folks in, we do four things: we put them through a skills assessment, a DISC and an IQ test done. We put them through a language and comprehension test mm-hmm. because even though the Philippines is the third largest English-speaking country in the world, we want to make sure that that we have the best and the brightest. Because you know, obviously, in a medical side, you're dealing with patient. We want to make sure there's strong communication. Yeah. And similarly, on the business side, ensuring that we have folks that are well-educated and motivated to support your business. And so we, on the medical side, we focus on really four main use cases, handling phone call, patient communication and scheduling, insurance verification and eligibility, 
billing, handling billing and reimbursement, and then medical scribing, updating the medical record. And I'll share with you and can share with your listeners kind of the 100 tasks that a medical VA can do for you, as mm. well as the 250 tasks a business VA can perform for you. And I think that's huge as, as you start thinking about as an entrepreneur, where is the best way to leverage team members and where can we kind of lean in uh, and take advantage of those solutions? Right. See, these are these are our tasks that I wouldn't just normally assume that you can just outsource, you know, as as easily because, you know, especially the transcription and billing, you know, you're thinking that does require, a, you know, a higher level of of expertise. I don't mean in any way that they're incapable of doing that. I I really like your your recruiting strategy, you know, who you're going after to fill these roles because they are gifted and they are you know, ready to roll, you know, when you, when they hit the ground and they, they bring a, a high level of knowledge to the table. So that's interesting. That's really, that's like DEFCON 2, you know, <laughs> like you, you've ramped up the, the VA space and, and have a much higher bar, you know, of who you're, who you're hiring, but it is, uh, and I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, sure we're, just to give you an idea at the well. moment, we're onboarding about a hundred clients a month, 200 to 250 virtual assistants a month. So there's clearly a huge need in the market. Yeah, uh, that we're fulfilling. No doubt, and I mean, as you mentioned, if there's 140,000, you know, nurses looking for employment. You know, and that's just in one area. So, you know, there are a lot of Correct. a lot of other countries around the world that have that. But you mentioned some, but uh, this is I love this question because you're the second second founder that I've talked to. So I have I don't have a long track record here, but I'm really looking forward to the answers. You know, from this question, what are some really unique use cases? for VAs as a whole, you know, like not the common, everybody could list the for the top 15, you know, ways you could use a virtual assistant. What are some really exotic, unique, out of the box thinking use case? One of my clients I talked to, he was struggling with kind of making connection with his referral partners, right? So getting uh-huh. connections and he was in the California area on how I can get connections and, and on a, on scale, right? Because he had sales reps that were driving out to referral partners, you know, scheduling meetings with them, doing, you know, kind of uh, presentations. And so we came alongside him and said, how about the solution as a use case? What about you leverage a virtual assistant? We'll set, uh, they'll schedule meetings, Zoom meetings, so they'll be able to pop into these meetings with these potential clients. At the same time, we'll set up a DoorDash account. So that VA could remotely send food, bagels, whatever, and so then you've got a meeting going on. You've got a virtual assistant who is kind of being your sales rep and your client partner. You've got food delivered virtually. You're able to, he was able to 4X the number of appointments he could get in a day, which then ended up growing his business almost 300% because now you can capture so many, they're not driving around, they're not doing things. And you're able to leverage that virtual capability to nurture those client relationships and continue to grow your network. And he was able to expand his network outside of that. So that's kind of a creative way of using virtual assistants outside of the standard answering phone calls, bookkeeping, social media, you know, multimedia type thing. Uh, and that's been an issue to him and a number of clients. So you know, I think if we've learned anything through the pandemic, there's so much we can do remotely. Mm-hmm. It is important to have that personal connection. And so we yep. can leverage technology to keep that personal connection going. But, you know, there's so much stuff you can be more efficient and effective, drive more value for your business by leveraging remote teams. And now here's a quick word from one of our new sponsors on Rising Tide Startups. At Navicus, we know you spend far too much time on administrative tasks. 
Let us take those off your plate so you can focus on the highest value activities in your business. We have highly trained, highly vetted specialists ready to take on those administrative responsibilities at an affordable and effective rate. Check us out at Navicus.com, proud sponsor of Rising Tide Startups podcast. Does the referral client, does the client know that DoorDash is coming? I mean, have you said, hey, we'll have a meeting and we'll buy lunch? Yeah, so we'll, we'll have a meeting. We'll provide the food at the meeting. It will arrive. So the food arrives. The meeting gets scheduled, you know, maybe 30 minutes, presentation, thank you, and kind of on to the next one. So you think in a four-hour window, you could get anywhere from six to eight referrals done. Whereas previously in California, that was maybe one or two. I love it. And and you know what? You you send food, people will show up. <laughs> and it's an effective cost it. model. So you're yeah. providing food, you're providing time, you're very efficient in the time. You don't have to worry about running late, traffic, you know, you can be in, have the discussion, appreciation, and then be able to move to the next one, which which has been a game changer for those. What um, a great the idea. The other one that really jumps to mind is, you know, just following up on you know, past clients and just making that past connection. Um, you know, I think in, in a world today, we feel so disconnected, even though we're so connected at the same time. And so levering your virtual assistant just to show appreciation and connection to your clients mm. and following up on the prior clients and prior leads, I think is huge. And that's been a, a game changer for a number of our clients and how they've really been able to, you know, three, four, 10x their business. I, I do think sometimes as business owners, we think, you know, we think in, in static terms instead of dynamic terms. Like if they said no three years ago, then it's like no forever. And it may not Correct. be, it may be a completely different time. They may have a different need just, and, and if you ping them again, they may say, wait a minute, I, you know, we may want to do this this time. So I love those. Those are, those are really, really good. I think that, you know, they are things that we wouldn't maybe normally think of, but, and especially that DoorDash idea, that's crazy. But tell me, um, tell me which one of the three brands that, that are above your head there, which one are, are you really going to put a little extra emphasis on, you know, this year, which, which one is kind of taking your time that you're in, in your mind space right now? Truly the mid VA brand. And why I say that is, you know, becoming a grandparent just eight months ago, right? And, and having opportunities to, you know, doing a lot of work. I've always been in the healthcare space, work with doctors. There's such a need that I want to make sure I, I leave a legacy of helping the healthcare system make a difference. So they're still, you know, we still have those doctors that aren't going to be burnt out and resign or, or leave the, the practice and are still involved for the next generation. Mm -hmm. And so for me, as we get into 2024, we have a strategy session coming up. That's really where I want to double down and provide a huge opportunity, even though it's a smaller addressable market. I think for, for my passion and our desire and obviously our two founders is I think that's what we could add the most value. So I know you you kind of stepped into med VA, but you it sounds like to me you actually started Viz VA and Ortho VA, maybe on the heels of that. But and it's different to to walk into something that's existing and to start something. What were what were yeah. one or two uh, really aha moment or, you know, the surprises, you know, that you thought, wow, I, I didn't count on this when we started these other two brands. What were, what are one or two things that you, that really surprised you and you kind of had to, you know, had to have a rethink and and maybe adjust to maybe some early obstacles. So I think it was, as I talked around the med VA, we have very defined uses. There's really four mm -hmm. main areas that we perform. So when we stepped into the biz VA, now you're stepping outside of 
healthcare and you're into the, the broader world. Yep. And so really being able to refine and have clear clarity on what are the use cases, the best leverage a virtual assistant. So we do a lot of work in the real estate space, in the finance space, in accounting, in social media, uh, really across the board in construction. And so when you think about it, how do you make sure that you're providing the best value at the best time that's the best task to get taken care of? And so that was really a key thing for us as a team. We can't boil the ocean, but we're the areas where we feel like we can have the most impact. That's traditionally mm -hmm. in those industries that are high process, high administrative, repetitive tasks. So on the real estate, you know, property management, you know, research on, on opportunities in the legal, legal forms, things of that nature, bookkeeping, financial, bookkeeping, accounts receivable, and then, of course, receptionist services. And then the my ortho really is a, a jettison out of the MedVA because it's a very specific focus in the orthodontic space. And as we've seen for your listeners and yourself, children, you don't go to the orthodontist near as much as you used to. And it's all done digitally. Mm -hmm. You can take a photo of your mouth, all that's done. And so really helping patients and physicians walk that patient journey has been a huge opportunity for us on the My Ortho side, more of a bespoke solution. And we have a founder there who's a world-renowned orthodontist that's continuing to kind of pour into that space. And so that's where I think some learnings for me that it's not the addressable market, but it's the difference in the impact you can make uh, in those markets that, that drive the value of the business and therefore the value to our services to our clients. You just painted a word picture for me when you talked about, you know, when we went from med VA, clearly defined, here's the four services we provide to biz VA. Now we, we jumped in the ocean, <laughs> you know, type things. We, so we got out of the bathtub into the ocean. Um, I love that picture, but what, tell me a, tell me a win. You know, once you've started these other brands, what's, what is one big win you can look back and go, wow, that's that almost like an unexpected win. You know, it's really a couple of clients that we had because traditionally our clients, we have such a solid base and they have two to three VAs. Well, we, we've got a couple of clients now that, that are in that 20, 40, even over uh, 80 VAs that work wow. with us today. And so the big win there is to really partner with those areas with the highest growth model and opportunity. Mm -hmm. And as there's been so many roll-ups in the healthcare space and in the business for private equity, you think about what is a, a private equity really looking for? They're looking for reducing the cost of the labor, increasing the productivity, and ultimately delivering value through a, a re profitable revenue growth. You know, that's really the sweet spot where we fit in, right? And being efficient and effective. And so that's been kind of one of the big areas for us is to take that solid base and then rebuild off it and then become really the partner of a lot of our clients. So it's not considered that of these virtual assistants that we deal with now making it feel culturally that they're part of the organization. So the first part of this year, I've been very focused on how do I improve the experience of working with us as a VA and working with us as a client? What does that, mm -hmm. what does that feel like? How do I improve that? Cause it is a little bit of a different concept. Now, as I move into 2024, I really want to focus on how do I improve that experience of a new client coming into the organization through our marketing and sales function? And also, how do I improve the experience of a new virtual assistant joining our team members? Because you know, at the moment, like I said, I have 2,000 folks that are working for us and they're all working in their home. So now people ask me, how many offices do you have? I have about 2,000 locations. And so that's really the goal for me. And we have teams in the Philippines, Latin America, and now we're starting to expand into Europe to secure resources so I have access to a global pool of team members. At the same time, we have clients in, in the US and we're building clients in Australia and Canada as well. And so mm -hmm. as we talked about kind of off camera, 
we joked a little bit about what I'm trying to do. I mean, my ultimate mission is become the preferred global supplier for virtual assistants and build a marketplace and a technology platform to really support that growth and yeah. opportunity. 2,000 locations, <laughs> virtual locations. You are well on your way of uh, world domination exactly. for sure. Is there a basic model or framework for a virtual assistant agency. So, and and let me, it's around, you know, kind of the whole idea of billing. It's a whole, the whole idea of, you know, how you bid contracts. Is it a, is it normally built on a retainer base? Is it normally built on an hourly base? Um, how do you decide what's a fair distribution? Like, let's say that it's an hourly mm -hmm. thing and you're, you're charging $15 an hour. How do you determine like how much goes in the kitty here, how much goes to the person on the on the back end doing the work type thing? What's give me some at least an idea of maybe some ratios? It's a great question, Kevin. So I'll I'll tell you about the traditional model and I'll tell you what, what, what I'm doing and we are doing to really change and improve that model. So the traditional model being and user, I need some help. And then you would go online and maybe you search for somebody, whether it be in some sort of job site. Um, you may land on an agency and the agency would do the traditional recruitment thing. They'd find somebody, they'd place them with you, and then they would kind of walk away and say, you guys, figure it mm -hmm. out. Right? The yep. billing side, the payments, all that sort of stuff. So what we've intentionally done uh, as an organization is let us do the heavy lifting. So what we do is we go recruit team members. We bring them into the organization. We put them through detailed testing and compliance. We then give them dedicated training, our own internal university where we're training folks, not only on being a virtual assistant, but also in the specific areas and skills that they need. And then we bring them into our, what we refer to as all, and then we assign them a VA manager. So that's a coach that's continually coaching them, improving their services, uh, providing them evergreen training. And then at that point, you know, that they become essentially our supply, right? So that's our supply chain. Mm -hmm. On the demand side, what I'm doing on the marketing is I'm going out and attracting clients um, that need these sort of services. So getting involved in associations and things of that nature to attract them in. And then we have a phone call where we, we help our clients understand their needs. So where is, what are the biggest pain points that are holding you back from growing your business today? Yep. We have a conversation and based on that, what we say is, okay, I've got the right person for you. And then we provide an endorsement where we connect the needs of the client with the folks that are in that pool and if we don't have them in the pool we're actively recruiting all the time and then we make a connection at that point we'll make a connection we dedicate a client relationship manager to our clients and so they'll walk them through the process the onboarding getting the, the virtual assistant set up but also they're there as your point of connection to support you long term and so we've kind of built a portal all around that to provide that self-service ability for our clients and so being just a recruitment we place and we walk away we provide managed services to our clients. And so from a billing perspective, what we do is we provide a flat rate. We say, okay, here's a full-time VA dedicated to you on a bi-weekly basis, you know, here's your fees. Or you may say, hey, I don't really have a need for a full-time, but I can leverage a part-time. Mm -hmm. same, same model, we'll provide you a, a part-time VA in a flat rate. So you as an end user, you have predictability of your cost, you have predictability of what you're trying to get done. And then we provide you support on the kind of tasks that can get done. And then we deliver productivity reporting. So you have a comfort level of what are they working on? Are they really working on my stuff? Do I have access and availability to see what they do? And we have a dedicated time recording mm -hmm. system for all of those things. So, so we really intentionally provide more of a concierge service because 
we want our clients to get the full value out of leveraging yeah. their virtual assistants and not have to deal with some of the logistics that we take the heavy lifting for them. How do you, how do you, I, I'm assuming there's direct contact between the VA and the client. Correct. You know, so that, that almost has to, that has to exist. But so how do you keep them from saying, you know, we really don't need med VA as the middleman anymore. We don't need, you know, ortho VA or, you know, and I, I don't, I'm saying from a nefarious standpoint, but just say, Hey, you know, I'm really liking you. I think I just want to hire you direct, you know, type things. So what's the, what's the, what's your protection for you, for your IP, you know, for lack of a better term here. It's a, it's a great question. And actually one we thought about a lot and that's why I really focused on how do I improve the VA experience currently working with us as well as, as a VA and as a client. And so one of the things we do the unique in the industry is we provide medical and we retire, provide retirement benefits to our VA. So, so our virtual team members, we, we support them from a medical standpoint and from, you know, we provide them retirement services and additional benefits. Hence, that's what we have to drive about a 98% retention rate of our virtual assistants working for us. Mm -hmm. And then on the, the client side, we're providing constant support and service and so if for whatever reason that virtual assistant doesn't work out, the remote team member, we'll switch them out and we'll provide them a replacement at no cost. And then we're taking care of all the heavy lifting of you know, paying the virtual assistants, conducting the billing, you know, none of the um, taxes or things associated. And yeah. we're providing ongoing training and support for our virtual assistants. And so I think that's really the difference and where we protect ourselves is on the service we provide. Mm -hmm. I mean, con if you talk about contractually, it's a month-to-month -month contract. So there's nothing to say... And my goal is always that, you know, we want to earn your business every day. And so it's more about how do we deliver value creation and better customer service. And by doing that, we'll retain our clients. And hence, we're a little over 97% client retention rate. And the average client with us is, is stayed 287 days. So that's, we move right at a year. And we've only been in business a year and a half. So. We have really good retention rate. So actually, the average is going up every day because they're still the average is going up. That's right. It's, it's 287 days because you don't have any, you don't have a long track record right now. So yeah, that's funny. Correct. Um, and you know, like yeah. I said, we we are adding about 100 clients a month and about 200 virtual assistants a month. And we're on track next year to probably be closer to 160 clients and about 400 virtual assistants. We get on average 20 to 25 request a day. Mm -hmm. So if you were speaking to somebody, you know, getting into this space, somebody that's in this space or whatever, I mean, you've got a, you got a great, even a relatively short period of time, you've got a great track record because you have a pretty broad organization to lead, but what are just one or two lessons that you think are just germane to leading an agency like this? Well, always focus on what's most important. And so we've adopted a methodology within our business called the most important number and decision. At any given point in time, there's a number in each and everybody's business as a leader that defines your winning in the game. And so what we've done clearly is articulated at the top of the organization, what's the most important number. And then we've disseminated each department function has their most important number that contributes to the overall business. And so we as a team have um, intentionally building a value creation culture that's focused on what's most important. At the end of the day, when we talk about clients, we talk about what is the most important number when it comes to clients, that's client retention, right? If we keep mm -hmm. our client, we retain yep. attention, their experience, then we'll keep the same on the virtual assistant side. You know, marketing, mostly my most important number for marketing is number of leads. 
well, I'm more focused on the conversion of those leads, right? Mm -hmm. What's the quality of those leads, which is yeah. how many of those leads turn into, into into new clients? Look at your business and say, what are the most important numbers that at the end of the day, if you were to look at that one number, would determine that you're winning in the game? And coming from, from originally from Australia and being heavily involved in sports and it's at one point having a chance to represent my country, it's all about keeping score and winning is fun and winning is even more fun in business. And so that's really the <laughs> mantra that we put... It's fun. I mean, we're making it fun and building a value creation culture, not only for our team members that work for us in the Philippines and in Latin America, but also for our clients. Because at the end of the day, that's really what we're targeting and our goal to achieve. I love that. That is, uh, and, and it, it, people talk about that all the time, but it sounds like to me that it's actually in your DNA. The, the most important Correct. thing is in, and it cascades down like, you know, how goals, organizational goals, you know, your, your departmental goals need to nest under your, under your organizational goals. I mean, you, you do cascade that down probably to the, the end user, you know, in your, in your organization, they would be able to articulate that probably. That's our plan. And, and so I'll, I'll give credit to, there's a gentleman by the name of Lee Benson. He's in Phoenix, Arizona. He developed the methodology called the mind methodology. You can mm -hmm. look it up. He has a book called The Most Important Number. Uh, his company is called Execute to Win. It's etw.com. And that's real, we've really embraced that as an organization because it's all about value creation and thinking about what's the most value, what's the best work you can be doing each and every day, create value for the organization, and therefore create value for our clients. That is, uh, yeah, it, it is interesting. The You know, regardless of the industry, there are some things that are just absolutely you know, concrete foundational truths, you know, for sure. Correct. Tell me, what what have I not asked you about that you could just close this out with today that would just kind of wrap this up in a nice little package and then just tell people where to find you online. Fantastic. Thank you for that opportunity, Kim. I think the best thing I would, would tell your listeners is give it a try. I will tell you, as I talk to my clients, most of the time what they tell me is, I wish I'd started this sooner. And the other big mm -hmm. comment I always get as I talk to my clients is thank you. Now I have more time with my family. My business is growing. And I'm realizing as a leader how I can grow the business. Any given point in time, the lead of the growth of an organization is traditionally the leader. And it's making the right decisions at the right time that grow value for the business. And so that's what I would tell you, listeners. Give us a try. You can find us at medva.com. That's M-E-D-V-A.com or biz. VA.com, that's B I Z B A.com, or my ortho, if you're in the orthodontic space, my O R T H O V A.com. And I would encourage you to book a call, get to meet one of our fantastic client specialists, to help you understand how it works, you know, understand your pain points, and really start to have you think about what is the kind of work that you could be doing. Um, and what I'll also do is I'll drop, I dropped in the chat, and you can send to your listeners really the, the three things. What are the 100 tasks a medical VA could do for you? So start thinking about broadening your horizons on that. The 250 tasks a biz VA could do or on the more on the orthodontic space and specifically in the orthodontic space. Because I think, you know, as we as entrepreneurs and as folks considering and wanting to add value to the organization and add value to the country, this is where the best work I think we could be doing as leaders is to open up our mind and think about alternative models. You know, a number of my clients are really coming to me going, hey, we moved to remote through the pandemic. I'm having a hard time getting people coming back mm -hmm. and I'm not really seeing the productivity and the cost is the same. So 
What are the sure. options? And this is a fantastic option for them. Absolutely. Uh, and that that is a great, uh, that's a great point you made right at the end about, you know, this, this does have post pandemic repercussions, you know, and it is a, you know, a response, a, a good response to that, to those, those needs and solutions that business leaders are looking for. But man, it's been good to chat with you. It's a, it's a pleasure to meet you virtually and just to hear your story and, and I, I really appreciate you taking the time to kind of add to this series that, you know, add value to this series that we are trying to share with, uh, with you know, those that, that are running VA agencies or thinking about or using VA agencies. I mean, it's just such a broad category right now and really a zeitgeist moment, you know, for virtual assistant, virtual services. So thanks again for doing that and really just taking our your time and just playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Chris, have a great weekend. I appreciate Kevin. You too. Thank you very much. I look forward to maybe jumping on uh, here in six six months and tell you about the continued success we've had and where we can help you listen. I, I was going to say, I'm going to call you in a, in a year and you're behind your head is going to be about six new brands. So we're looking forward well, to filling I'll, up the whole board. Not. I, got, <laughs> I got enough to take care of. I mean, if you think about taking care of the healthcare industry, other businesses, you know, my orthodontics are a key need, but you know, I'm a big fan of do less better. Yeah. And so that's Good. really what my, my focus next year is how can we execute with excellence? I'm, I'm targeting on that as my business. And as, as we grow, and I would encourage oh. listeners to think about the same thing. What is What can you do less better? Do less better, right? Because otherwise, if you have too many distractions, too many shiny balls, you'll, you'll end up being distracted. And so that would be my encouragement. And that's why I think the virtual assistant space and using remote teams will allow you to do that, right? Yeah. You as a, as a entrepreneur are doing less better. You can add the most value to your business. That is, that is a great way to wrap us up today. Chris, thanks again. Uh, have a great weekend, buddy. Thanks. You too. Thank you, Kevin. I hope you heard some great takeaways from our guests today. Make sure you reach out to them and thank you again for playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide.